And I've watched too many people, Nikki, over the course of time, literally shorten their life by trying to live the good life. And the good life has got to be redefined in a sense that we need to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, and financially. And all those things matter. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six- to seven-figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six- to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of the world's leading experts, a true thought leader in the area of functional medicine. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Mark Sherwood. Welcome to the show, Mark. Nikki, man, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. I really appreciate it. My friend, it's truly a pleasure to have you here with us today. So listen, um, you've heard our show before. You've listened to a few episodes. The kind of person who listens to this show is somebody who's a a dreamer, a practical dreamer. They are an entrepreneur. They want to create a business for themselves that makes them and their family a wonderful income, a wonderful lifestyle, and they want to make a difference out there in the world as well. And I know that's near and dear to your heart as well. Before my listener can truly open themselves up to you, they need to get to know you, man. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Mark Sherwood? (laughs) Well, I've been really fortunate and blessed, of course, Nikki. You know, I go back and historically, I guess, you know, from an athletic standpoint growing up, everybody has a dream of playing professional sports. I was able to do that for a year of professional baseball and traveled around the world to do that. And then I became a police officer, believe it or not, served on the SWAT team for 10 years of my 24-year career. Again, that took me a lot of unique places and allowed me to see a lot of unique perspective and things, life and death, and realizing at that point everybody was capable of being anything, both good and bad. So that was quite the realization and awakening for me. And then from that, decided to, you mentioned dreaming, man. I mean, truly, you got to have a vision to achieve more. And I decided when I had about five years left in my career to go back to school, who does that? Um, But I wasn't going to let anybody else's beliefs limit me and anybody else's statements limit me. So I went back to school and I became a naturopathic doctor where now I get to practice with my wife, my best friend, my pal, you know, Dr. Michelle, we get to work together every day. And um, truly, the mission that I've had all these years has been to protect and serve, and that hasn't changed. It's just expanded, and it's expanded now around the world. And um, just feel real honored to um, to be where I am. But but I'm not done, man. I want people to really um, uh, embrace the idea that you can do more, you can become more. You don't have to be limited in, in your ability to learn. Uh, the greatest thing that I've learned is is what I need to unlearn, and truly, that's a big deal, man. So um, we're. Still hard at it. I study all the time and learn all the time, and I want to get better so I can be a better blessing to people out there and achieve the mission just as you uh, clearly and so eloquently stated. 
Oh, man. First of all, thank you for your service. I mean, being uh, in law enforcement and putting your life on the line to make sure the rest of us get to enjoy the blessings of liberty, that's a big deal. And I want to thank you for that. And secondly, what you have to say resonates with me uh, very strongly. And I'll tell you why. I'm somebody who just lost his father a year ago. And my dad was the greatest man I ever knew. And he he died at the young age of uh, 81. And he died because he didn't take as good care of himself as he should have. He came from a generation where, you know, for many, many years, he didn't take care of himself at all. He, he worked his butt off. And uh, later on in life, it, it came back to bite him in the butt. And so for me, one of the things that I've been very passionate about is making sure that I take care of myself and I teach my kids how to take care of themselves. So kudos to you for doing that. Talk a little bit about why that's so important, especially these days with this pandemic and all the other crazy stresses that are out there in the world. It's incredibly important. And, you know, people, all the entrepreneurs listening. I mean, we've got to understand if you really want to work for that dream that says retirement, you get to do what you want, when you want, how you want, where you want. I mean, you can't do that if you don't have your health. If you don't have your health, that wealth means it, it means squat. It just goes nowhere. And I've watched too many people, Nikki, over the course of time, literally shorten their life by trying to live the good life. And the good life has got to be redefined in a sense that we need to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, and financially. And all those things matter. I've seen so many people shorten that because I don't think, you know, we legitimately can lengthen the days of our predetermined time on earth. But man, we can sure shorten them by what we do or don't do. And so my whole life, passion, if you will, is spent doing it myself. I do everything I'm saying I want everybody else to do. I live it with passion. And my whole purpose is just to teach other people to do it. And it doesn't get any more simple than that. And I even got a text message today from someone that says, hey, guess what? Not only has my life changed, but now nine of my family members are jumping on board. And man, that just went right through me with a lot of gratitude. It, you know, it welled up with tears in my eyes. And I thought, man, that's, um, that's what it's about right there. You know, it is what it's about. There's no question about it. There's nothing more important than your health. You know, one of my mentors, who actually was a mentee of mine in another area of life, but one of the statements that he taught me a long time ago is that health is the crown on the head of a well person that only a sick person can see. What are your thoughts about that? I agree with you because, um, you know, when you have your health, it's, it's this interesting thing because we live in a world today where this pandemic that we're all familiar with has, and I honestly haven't looked at it as a bad thing. I've looked at it as kind of a, kind of a good thing in a sense. And I hope people don't take this wrong. So just bear with me here. You know, the pandemic has shown us weaknesses in our uh, physical health, emotional health, and even spiritual health. And anytime you have an enemy that shows you their weaknesses, man, I want to kick it. You know what? And I'm glad they do because this is a time we can strengthen ourselves. And when people look at a healthy person, there's a glow and there's a shine that is unmistakable and remarkable. 
it's awesome and people want to be around it. And then when they find out what you're doing, sometimes people don't want to be around it. And I think that's what we're seeing in today's world. We're seeing people that look at this pandemic situation and they say, okay, it's an opportunity to improve. It's an opportunity to improve in all those areas where I've been shown my weaknesses so that I realize I don't have to be weighed down by the cares of and the burdens of this world. On the other hand, um, some people, unfortunately, have sort of succumbed to just the fear and the anxiety that is. And that I, I honestly think, Nikki, that the, the pandemic of fear is probably creating more havoc and more lethality than really anything else is. And I'm talking more than the virus because once somebody gets fear infected in their system, it is hard to get out because then they live in this potentially burdensome world of afraid to die. And and I hope people get this. When you're living afraid to die, you're not living at all. And I, I submit to you today that a lot of people are not living. And that's that's very sad to me. So if people don't get anything out of our podcast today on the Thought Leader Revolution, I want them to get that. I want them to have hope, man. I want them to have hope that you can overcome fear, get it out of your life, and fear becomes nothing more than a distraction. Leave it there. Man, amen, brother. Amen, amen. Fear is the thing I think that we need to fear more than anything. You know, FDR said it, right? The only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. So it, it, it's really powerful when someone who's in the healing profession looks at, at health from a holistic perspective. And that's one of the things that I love about naturopathy. So please get a little more deeply into it. What are some of the things that people need to be thinking about right now in order to optimize their health in order to frankly pandemic proof themselves as much as possible in this day and age because they're saying there's other variants of the virus they're saying there could be other viruses that'll come up what can we do well certainly there the extra viral strains that are coming up are are not a surprise and should be expected we we have this virus uh, pathogen bacterial load that lives in us and on us. It's been around since the beginning of time and will always live in a symbiotic relationship in us and on us. So the concept of trying to avoid viruses is is absurdity. The concept of trying to live with them and live better where they don't become lethal in our life is the is the wisdom aspect. So we need to think about our body as a systems uh, approach that every system is interconnected and interlinked. We're not dealing with just symptoms. Uh, for example, let's use one example of the lack of oxygen within a COVID-infected person and have a hard time breathing. From a symptomatology standpoint, Nikki, we would say, well, let's give them oxygen. But it turns out that through uh, plausible explanation, giving them oxygen can actually, in that person, cause more of a release of iron in the system and the iron overload can kill them. So giving oxygen may not be the thing. So let's talk about systems to really avoid getting to the point where there is some criticality of any disease. Uh, we have several systems in our body. Let's just use the immune system, for example. And it runs on these buckets, I call them, of nutrients that are provided by food. There are essential nutrients. There's vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fatty acids that are essential. And what that means is we can't make them. We have to get them through the diet. So 
First and foremost, if we don't eat a good diet and instead we eat a, a calorie-dense, nutrient-absent, uh, standard American diet sort of way, we're going to be missing these nutrients that run every system, not just our immune system, but they, you know, our detox system, et cetera. So we really want to make sure we're getting a good diet in. And then we have to understand that there are things that are associated with higher mortality in COVID-19. And those things would be suboptimal vitamin D. I mean, there's been study after study after study that has confirmed that. Every single person, whether you live in Canada, whether you live in Mexico, needs to be on vitamin D. Every single person needs to be on some sort of omega-3s. Zinc is a great one. When you look at vitamin Bs, those are great. Vitamin C, human beings don't make vitamin C. You have to take it in. And can we get these things from vitamins and minerals or vitamins and minerals from food? Sure, to a point. But our food supply is simply inadequate these days across the world. It doesn't have the nutrient density it once did. So it is important to eat well, eat real food, and supplement accordingly. Supplements don't take the place of good food. They augment or they add to a current nutritional insertion. So that's that's one thing from a practical standpoint. Another thing is they need to move more, sit less, get outside and get some air, fresh air. I don't care if it's in Canada. I don't care if it's in um, Iceland. Get outside, get some air. We need to sleep well and we need to stay off social media where where if it becomes a perpetual dopamine hit to go back there and get some negative news because, the again, that perpetuates the fear, as I was talking about earlier. So, you know, those are practical baby step things that every single human being should be doing to promote good response, not just from the immune system, but all systems as they respond to these life or epigenetic effects. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. I can hear the passion in your voice. You really, really believe in this and you really want to make a difference for people. I do. Um, you know, it's like it doesn't matter how much I try to hide my passion. I can't <laughs> because it matters to me. You know, and so I said, screw it. You know, I am who I am and I, I am what I am as as Popeye said one day, you know. Uh, the bottom line is, ma'am, I have a passion for this because the world is hurting and the world needs help and they need leaders that are not afraid to stand up and tell the truth. And I'm sorry, but in today's world, there's three groups that we depended on so deeply to lead us into good information and uh, health. And they've failed pathetically. And that would be our medical establishment, our government and our church. They fail pathetically, and I'm not indicting them. I'm saying none of them are talking about prevention. And to me, that's one of the greatest dereliction of duties. That is just a basic thing that we should be talking about. You know, Ben Franklin said something else. An ounce of prevention is worth what? A pound of cure? In this case, an ounce of prevention is worth millions of lives. Now, what are we doing with that? We're not talking about that. We're talking about just the amount of tests that are being had. And we're talking about people of death. And, and I'm not knocking that. Those are fine. We're talking about vaccines. That's okay. If, you know, I've, I've got opinions and thoughts on that. But the bottom line is 
Prevention is something everybody should be doing. And we can't have, Nikki, we cannot have, we can't allow ourselves to go down the area of mediocrity or just accepting that average is the best we can do. Well, I'm one of those people that just have some bad genes, or I'm one of those people that just have an immune compromised system. That is nothing more than, a, well, I won't use the term, but that's nothing more than an error of judgment. And we've let things get into our system that are not true. So these perpetual untruths we continue to feed. And if we feed those untruths, they become reality. So, you know, yeah, I'm passionate and I can't hide it, but man, if I can give anything away to people, I want them to uh, grab a hold of a little passion and insert it into their heart, man. And if this inspires them even 10%, we win. Amen, brother. Amen. So one of my clients here in Canada is a naturopath. And in fact, she won the gold medal uh, at school when she studied <laughs> to become a naturopathic doctor. She teaches at the naturopathic college here in Toronto. She's incredible at what she does. And she's really pursued becoming professionally famous, becoming a known thought leader so she can do more than just see patients one-on-one. -on -one. And one of the things that's been very important for her is to have people understand that they don't need to accept that their health is at whatever level it's at. And usually it's not that great, right? She's saying that you can feel as good in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s as you did in your 20s and 30s. So what are some of your thoughts on that? And what's your thought about this whole concept of becoming professionally famous, known as a, an authority, a thought leader in your space? Well, certainly, I, I believe I'll answer the second question first. You know, um, famous would be synonymous with well-known. I, I, I pray that I'm blessed with the ability to affect positively a lot of people. And just because you're famous doesn't mean you'll have a positive effect. You need to be positively famous. And I think that's the, perhaps um, an add-on to what she's saying. When you are known for giving away health, life, confidence, and hope. You know, my wife and I like to call ourselves professional hope dealers. And, and I, I mean that. And, and so, yeah, I think she's onto something. I honor that and treasure that. And oh, that we could have more doctors in the medical establishment do that as well. So I, I do think that that's important. The first part of the question, I concur wholeheartedly. We have been able to successfully hear through analysis and testing and observation with measurables, see that we can actually measure our immune function, measure our immune response compared to our chronological age. And we've been able to see a pattern here when people get on board and uh, use some of the concepts and therapies that we uh, perpetuate and teach. And even mindset's very important with that. We see them being able to, to live 15, 20 years from a biological aging, aging uh, standpoint, less than their chronological aging process. So what do we just say? And let's break this down in layman's terms. That means that they are aging at a less rate than the calendar's turning over for their age. Now, who doesn't want that? And I think that we Sign need to begin up. to think like that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, you know, you look at the, the organ systems and some would say, well, you know, you're probably meant to live 120 years. And I, I think that, you know, the biblical text kind of gives you some idea that that's probably true. 
Whether someone believes the Bible or not, the bottom line is that's an idea that's probably true. Now, with that said, are those organ systems failing too early? Well, perhaps, but perhaps when you look at it from potential and really take the higher potential, not to try to live 120 years, but to try to increase this thing called health span instead of just accepting the idea of sick span is going to happen. And that doesn't have to happen. So increasing health span by, you know, sort of modulating the immune system, modulating the endocrine system, um, you know, optimizing the detox system, all lifestyle factors to be considered. You betcha we can live uh, less. And we've all experienced that, Nikki, where people, um, you know, you look at people you went to school with, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you're like, dang, man, they look old. And you see the same people that you graduated with in the same class, you see a big group that says, man, they look young. Um, that's called life, and life can take its toll on you. So people listening need to take charge of their own life, because if you don't take charge of your own life, I guarantee you life will run right over you. And just like your colleague, the doctor, is probably say you got to do what you got to do for the benefit of you so you can benefit other people. If you don't do that, you lose your ability to influence. In other words, you can't be a famous influential healer if you're not healed yourself. I mean, it makes no sense. So, you know, I, I think that the belief that she has, I would concur a thousand percent plus. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, so Mark, you are a man with a really busy practice. You're really helping a lot of people through what you do. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about the business of what you do, because this show, after all, is the Thought Leader Revolution. It's for entrepreneurs and business people. And one of the reasons they listen to the show is they want to learn from you in terms of your business success. So talk to us about how you've built your practice and what are the, some of the ways in which you've become professionally famous in your marketplace that's allowed you to be so successful? Yeah, you got to get out of the box of what you're told and create your own box. I think that's number one. In other words, you know, there are formulas, there's past proven success stories that we can follow the patterns, but you got to find your you got to find your passion and not hide that. So that's number one. You got to find and identify that passion. A passion is described as what you do and what you enjoy doing and what you do well. And then the purpose is to teach others to do the same. So when you're talking about business from our standpoint, we use a lot of, I call it, uh, one-way social media. We perpetuate a constant flow in, in all media markets, all of our social media markets with positive information, blogs, videos, articles, text messages, etc. We're always hitting those things with the idea to create more influence, to be in their ear. So in whatever field you're in, you got to be in the ear of your target customers. And you got to know your target demographic. If you don't, it's like throwing paint at the wall, hoping that you cover the whole wall. Know your demographic. What is the person that you're targeting looking for? What's the problem and what's the solution? And that's got to be clear. In every business, Nikki, you've got to have identification of the problem that your target group has. And you have to identify the solution to the problem that your target group has. 
Now, with that said, that's a strategy that I think everybody can employ. Now, let's back up a minute. What about the culture in your business? Many people don't think about the culture in their business because if you if you get the right demographic targeted, they come in your business and they see the opposite culture of what you just perpetuated, um, that's not going to work. And so in ours, we try to perpetuate a culture here of knowing people's names, living a healthy life. All of our staff, and I hammer them all the time, I want them to live this life out too, or they don't need to be working here. Now, I don't expect them to have the same passion that I have, but I expect them to uphold the same purpose. So that has to be known that any business only goes as far as the head of the business is willing to take them to, because the head's going to kind of control that business. But if the head's doing something different than the body and expecting the body to do something different, that's incongruent. So, you know, everything's got to mesh into those lines. And, and finally, one has to look at this concept of profitability different. There is nothing wrong with making money. Money's fine. Everything it's right with it. Of money. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it's the love of money that gets people in trouble. But yeah. you, you can't – it's not all about just making money. It's about being efficient with your money that you make and being aware of the liabilities or the loss on the other side. So if you make more money but your expenses go up, what did you just do? You just kind of went up with two twin, twin towers. We've got to go up with one tower on the production side, the profitability side, and you've got to work on keeping your expensive down, expenses down the other side to increase profitability. When we say we make X millions of dollars a year, okay, what is that? What is profitability? That's different than a gross profit. And so always being high-level analyst of the hard cost and I said a term that I want people to get, hard cost of everything. you got to know what your expenditure is and everything so that in every situation, is it profitable? If it's not profitable with your time, your emotion, your effort, you don't need to be doing it. Does it fit into that window of that funnel that I just talked about? So those are some key business principles that we've put into place. We're still always evaluating those things. We don't have it all figured out, but that's what has worked very well so far. Well, I'll tell you, there, let's unpack a little bit of that, okay? I think there's a few things you said that are very important. First of all, any business primarily is about solving acute problems for its customers, right? So you identified that first and foremost is you need to know who your customers are and you need to know what their problems are, you know, and acute problems, right? Problems that they want solved right away. If it's not an acute problem and they're not really too concerned about solving it, it's not going to work. It's got to be an acute problem. So. In your business, in the health business, a lot of people have a lot of acute problems, right? They don't feel good. Their health is at risk. They're overweight. They're underweight. Their energy is low. They feel older than their years, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of acute problems. So that that part you guys have figured out and figured out well. And then the other thing that you've figured out is you've figured out how to calibrate your message in such a way that the people that have that acute problem trust and feel some comfort that you're going to be able to help them. So that's step two. So understand the acute problems that your customers have, give them the comfort with good messaging that you know how to solve that problem and then solve the problem 
offer to solve the problem, get out there, get in front of them. I think those are very, very important things that anybody listening to this show can benefit from if they apply it to their business. They don't need to be a naturopathic doctor in the healing profession to do that. They can be in any business whatsoever. If you're in business and what you're doing is you're helping people with your expertise, especially the first thing you got to do is understand what are the problems they have, understand how you can help them with the expertise that you do have, Give them a good message that makes them feel comfortable that, yes, you're the person who can help them, and then obviously deliver on that. Those three steps, if taken, will help anybody be successful. So thanks for outlining them for me in such a beautiful, concise fashion. You're welcome, and I do agree with you that, that I want people to understand with that caveat, you know, you can't you, – you don't try to help everybody. Just try to solve the problem – of your own target demographic. We kind of look at it like a bell curve in a sense. You know, the bell curve would be low on each side. We don't want the middle, man. We want the right. That small, that's ours. It's a small bell curve side. It would be the demographic of people are saying, you know what? I'm sick and tired of the system. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm sick and tired of that. And I'm willing to do anything to get well. And I want to preserve and modify my health for the long term and I'm willing to go all in. That's the kind of extraordinary group that we target and that's the ones that are drawn to us because we specifically live that out. You know, you've heard the passion about um, I want to be unique, right? Well, very few people are unique because they won't do what everybody else does. Very few leaders are leaders because leaders are willing to get out there and grab the machete and chop chop bushes and uh, ahead of the, the trail so that everybody else can walk down the trail. Uh, and, and that's the kind of people entrepreneurs are at heart. Yes, it is. It is. At the end of the day, you, you know, I do a lot of reading. I, I listen to a number of podcasts. I mean, I'm in the thought leadership business, so it's my job, right? I got to read. I got to listen. I got to think. I got to reflect upon uh, what smart people are saying. And I've had 250 plus brilliant people come on this podcast and share their wisdom with me. You know, some people say about me, you're like the Napoleon Hill of the thought leader world, which is very kind of them to say. But what that means to me is that I've had the opportunity to evaluate a lot of people. And I got to say, what you're sharing with us today is very concise, very straightforward, very simple but also very profound. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come here and not just share your own wisdom, your own expertise, your own thought leadership, but also share how you've been able to use that to become successful in business and what people listening to this show can take and apply to their business so they can be equally successful. So kudos, Mark Sherwood. Thank you. Man, thanks. Thanks, Nikki. I appreciate the opportunity and hope it really does um, help people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mark, you've got a, a new program, a remote program that you've created. Tell us a bit about this and, you know, what it does for people. So we created uh, because we have people all over the really the world that we deal with. You know, uh, they want to know, well, how can I get started? How can I help? And how can we um, uh, work with you from a remote? And we, we've been successful. So we have created a 120-day transformation program that's really about giving people a head start um, to get from point A to point B. So no matter where you are on the scale of health, do I am I in pathetic shape right now? And am I sick and tired of the sick and tired as I was saying, and do I want to get better? Uh, whether that be lose 
excess adipose tissue, create more energy, better sleep, um, reduce uh, negative biomarkers, reduce medication usage. The plan is for you. Everybody can improve with that. Within 120 days, we're going to provide a food guide. We're going to give you nutritional coaching, exercise instructions. We're going to give you uh, access to a comprehensive, functionally oriented blood panel. We're going to provide the necessary supplements, the ones that I just spoke of. We're going to provide those to you so we take the guesswork out of it. Uh, we're going to provide reading materials for you, study materials for you. And through that four months' time, you're going to see results. So if that person listening says, man, I want that, that's me, jump in, do it. And the best thing we can say to you is you're going to get better. And then whatever you learn, teach other people. Okay, awesome. So what's the link for them to be able to find out about it or potentially sign up for it? Yeah, you're going to go to Sherwood.tv. Real simple. Sherwood, my last name, .tv. You scroll right down there. It's on page one. It says, I'm interested interested in the 120-day transformation program. When you click on the link, you're going to fill out four boxes, your name, your email, your number, and where you heard of us from. And you're going to put in that box where you heard of us from, Thought Leader Revolution. That's what you're going to put there. And then when you hit send, that's going to go straight to uh, my wife and I's inbox, and we're going to contact you at a mutually convenient time, and we're going to lay out the program, um, walk you right through it, and we'll get going and start ASAP. Okay, I love it. That's awesome. So, listener, uh, Mark Sherwood. He's the man. And, you know, his last name is like Sherwood Forest in the old Robin Hood stories, right? Get the old cultural reference there, Mark? <laughs> so I, I do. <laughs> I love it, man. So go to the website. We're going to have it in the show notes. Make sure you check this out. Make sure you take advantage of it. Listen, if you're in a space in your life where you want to take some action and take your health to the next level, this might be just the ticket. Go for it. Make sure you take advantage of the wisdom this brilliant man has brought to us. And if you're a business owner, if you're a thought leader, or you're aspiring to be a thought leader, and you thought to yourself, man, I wish I could speak so eloquently like Mark does. I wish I could figure out how to apply some of these principles to my business. I'm telling you, you totally can. And we can help you. So there's a few resources I'm making available to you. So number one, go to my website, ecircleacademy.com. Take advantage of a couple of free resources. The first one is a report on how to expand your business as a coach, a consultant, a thought leader. It's called Stick Steps to Growing Your Coaching slash Consulting Business. It's free. Go in there. It's a 28-page report. It'll give you a step-by-step -step blueprint on how to get there. Look, you're going to be the same person you are today in five years as you were right now. You're going to be that same person in five years except for two things. The content you consume and the people you hang around. So by listening to this podcast, you get to hang around great thought leaders like Mark Sherwood, you get to hang around me, and by consuming the content that I'm giving you, you get to become smarter, better, and that's what's gonna take you to the next level, okay? So wherever you are right now, you wanna get to the next level, take advantage of this. The second thing that we have on that website is we've got a free masterclass called Six Steps, actually Five Steps, excuse me, to a million dollar a year practice. That's one hour, it's free, it's got five steps, it's detailed. You can go take those five steps and if you implement them within a thousand days, you'll have a million dollar a year practice. And that's a million dollars profit, not just a million dollars revenue. So take advantage of these two. And then if you've done that, 
and you thought to yourself, wow, you know what? I still think I might need some extra help. I've got a button in the top right-hand corner that says book a free success call. You click on that button, you fill out the application form, and we ask you to do that just so we make sure we're not wasting each other's time here. We want to make sure you're serious. This is for serious people who really want to take steps, not for tire kickers. Don't be a tire kicker. Be a serious person, man. Life is short. Take advantage of every opportunity you have to be the best version of yourself. That's what I want for you. So take advantage of this, fill that out, and then we'll have that call and we'll help you get to the next step so you can be the best version of yourself. So make sure that you do the things that I've said. Go to the show notes, take advantage of this fantastic program that Mark Sherwood's made available for you, and go to ecircleacademy.com and take advantage of all these free resources that I talked about. Hey, Mark, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. It's been a real honor to have you here. Nikki, it was great, man. I feel the same way. Thank you so much for all you do. Keep it up. God bless you, brother. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Mark Sherwood, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. Check out the show notes. All the information is going to be there. And to take advantage of the free resources that we're offering you, Go to ecircleacademy.com and take advantage of all of them. Don't delay. Don't wait. Say yes to yourself. Say yes to your greatness. Say yes to you as the best version of yourself. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by ecircleacademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 